He's got the good English. I got the Swedish English. Swinglish. Swinglish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's my contribution to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Swinglish speaker. Welcome to the ninth episode of The Voice of 5G. And here in the studio uh, in Kista we have Paul Cowling and Janina Hedberg. And Paul just got, got back from his vacation. How I did. are you, Paul? My mini vacation. <laughs> Your mini vacation that you didn't tell me about. No. Yeah? Was it good? It was really good. Was it British weather? <laughs> was it British weather? <laughs> it was British weather. It was. We had a little bit of rain. We had frost. It wasn't as cold as Sweden. Mm. But we're getting there. Have you seen the weather in uh, Greece and uh, Cyprus? I have a cousin there where it's like complete snowfall. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But Cyprus is one of those places where you can go to the beach and then you can go up in the mountains and is go it? skiing. Yeah. Cool, cool. Mm? So I've heard. Yeah, we don't. We haven't had that much snow. We've, we've. I think we've imported the the British weather here in Sweden, in Stockholm at least. It's as well. It's, it's quite it's rainy. It's been quite mild. Yeah. Uh, but I. So you stayed away from CES. Uh, so I was not at CES. <laughs> no, at CES. but uh, CES has been going. Yeah. Uh, great guns as far I can as far as I can tell yeah it looks like uh, there has been a lot going on there and uh, some interesting announcement but they've been talking a lot about 5g uh, sure. 5g is, I mean CES talks a lot about lots of things there's lots of uh, lots of widgets uh, people showing robots yeah um, all these startups and uh, startups yeah. and things but yeah 5g has been big on big on the agenda yeah and uh, things like uh, seems like everyone wants to connect everything at the moment. Everybody wants to connect everything. <laughs> Isn't that a good conclusion? <laughs> no, but you can find the new uh, business in uh, in connecting uh, gadgets, con- connecting like IoT and, and using a good connection like uh, AR. And that's the, the theme. Uh, VR, AR, glasses, uh, uh, IoT devices, uh, yeah, video, video games stuff. get used a lot. For instance, when you when you want to demonstrate your your uh, network connectivity. Yeah. The interesting thing for a ne- going to an exhibition when you've got a network is there's not much to look at. Mm. Uh, I mean, you can show it. Or, or you can you can show a connection running. You can show a number of the speed on the screen, but it's actually quite hard to make it come to life. And that's when you get things like video games and yeah. VR AR sh- connections. And you can show um, the usage, but you can't show the connection in itself. Yeah, mm? exactly. But, but, but how uh, about there was live 5G on, on the, there as it was as, yeah, mm? as, good, as, good. As, as I understand. But we've been in doing five, we've been doing live 5G shows for several years. Yes, now. we had yeah. it, uh, nothing new for Ericsson. Two or maybe three years ago. No, but what is new is is that we're getting close to real phones and real devices. Yeah. Uh, so they were showing uh, new devices from Intel and Qualcomm. Qualcomm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's the big news because new devices and that's uh, yeah. So we're devices, then, we're like devices. We're talking chips. Chips, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the things that you need if you want to make a phone is chips. And I think they were showing some of those in prototype devices from 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 different manufacturers as well. Um, and uh, from what I heard, also there were Samsung were showing new five G smartphone prototype. 
Um, BlackBerry, I heard, have said that they're not going to have a 5G BlackBerry in, in 2019. So if BlackBerry's your things, then you're going to have to wait a little <laughs> bit longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, there's, there's a real stuff coming along. And I think mm. the, uh, the Netgear um, modem or the Netgear... What, what do you call it? So, Wi-Fi uh, router was uh, was uh, on show there as well. Okay, the five G Netgear router. Five G mm -hmm. Netgear router, and I think that's the one that AT and T are using for the five G service, which they launched before Christmas. Ah, cool, cool, cool. So that's CES, and now we're gonna go into a deep dive. Yeah. One last thing. I wasn't aware of this beforehand, but it sounds like Verizon were there sharing their fixed wireless access service using uh -huh. people from Ericsson. Yeah, all about 5G at CES. And it's just beginning. We're revving up towards uh, the big event of the year, Mobile World Congress. Yeah, and yeah. the year of 5G. And the year of 5G, definitely. So, good thing we started this podcast. <laughs> uh, very timely, Paul. <laughs> very timely. Uh and what are we going to talk about today? Do yeah, you know? we are going to do a deep dive into what kind of subscriptions we will uh, see coming. How will we how buy will, 5G? Yeah. How will we buy 5G? That's an excellent. Or, or how will operators sell 5G? How will operators sell 5G? How will we buy 5G? What can we expect? What kind of obstacles does 5G put into our bills, <laughs> so to say, <laughs> to keep it simple. To keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're, we're going to have an interview with Gregor Blenerud. He is the, he's, he's working in strategic marketing. Uh, so uh, he's one of Patrick Sjervall, the mobility report, head of mobility report in, in his team. And he's just uh, written a report himself about called mobile service packaging towards 5G. This report is very heavily towards operators. It's giving operators advice on how they should uh, consider their service packaging. But we're talking a little bit more about uh, what consumers can expect and yeah, the differences in, in what's what, what we have at the moment and what's coming in the future. Yeah, because they're actually two, two sides of the same coin. What an operator needs to sell to be successful is what customers want to buy. Yes. So what is it that we want to buy? Yeah. Let's let's find out from Gregor later in the podcast. Yes. First of all, though, we want to, of course, thank all the listeners that continuously listen to our incoherent ramblings here about 5G. So thank you so much. We are growing every week, every day, actually. So really, really lovely to see. And we want you to continue writing letters. We love to get emails. So contact us. Janina on <laughs> loves to get emails. <laughs> I love to get emails. Contact us on 5Gpodcast at ericsson.com. That's 5Gpodcast in one word at ericsson.com. And also we loved the shout outs on Twitter. That's uh, great. Uh, thank you, Alan, for that last uh, shout out. Uh, great to see you being one of our listeners. Uh, we're here.
here today with Gregor Blennerud, who's a strategic marketing uh, at BA Networks, uh, or you're part of the strategic marketing yes. team, yeah. at least. And you have written a new report called Mobile Service Packaging Towards 5G. That's a bit of a handful, that mm-hmm. headline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is mobile service packaging for the normal human being here on Earth? Yes, well, it's essentially what you see that the operators uh, are offering you uh, in terms of uh, gigabyte buckets. So so when you want to buy a smartphone and and you're looking for a subscription, it's that package or the the, uh, pricing that they present to you. That's the service packaging that we talk about. Okay. So whenever I get the... a smartphone subscription, I sign up for a certain, uh, um, yeah, a subscription yeah, of a some month, sort. Yeah, yeah. A monthly fee, and monthly then you get a certain fee, number of gigabytes yeah. or, or what type of, of uh, package that you have. Yeah, and when we are talking in uh, with operators, we're calling it service packages. Yes. Towards their customers. Yeah. Or we talk, and we talk about the area of monetization, so mm-hmm. making money out of uh, data traffic and, and uh, the whole you know, consumption pattern we're seeing from smartphones and computers and tablets and so on. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you can have different devices Absolutely. and, and uh, all sorts of, I know I have several ones. Yeah. So, there yeah. You go. Uh, so, uh, and this, uh, this is also towards 5G, which is why we're very happy to have you here mm-hmm. in this podcast, yeah. which is about 5G. And I assume that this report is very timely because operators are starting to think about how they will package uh, their services towards uh, new coming, forthcoming 5G customers. And uh, I mean, with when you get uh, the high speeds of, of 5G uh, and you... Well, potentially can get up to 10 gigabits per second, that might be your complete uh, monthly package uh, or subscription that you have today in one second. Yes, <laughs> no, exactly. And, and uh, you're absolutely right. It, it's When we meet customers, uh, I would say we've seen in the past year or so, very much questions, uh, you know, focusing towards 5G and what should we do uh, to in the future. But, but uh, you know, even before that, we've seen an increased focus uh, on, on the monetization area and how mm. should we do this right, uh, you know, from now and into the future. So uh, I think the background to this has been Part of that that we've, we've seen this, you know, increase, and it doesn't matter who you talk to within the the operator. And, and typically here at Ericsson in the studio, and when we get customer visits, we have a lot of technical, technically oriented people from the mm-hmm. CTO organization. But yeah. but even so, we see they they're very much involved in that discussion, and and I think that's a shift we've seen in the past year or two, mm. a clear increase. So yeah. even the technical organization is starting to care about yeah. how, how to price the, yeah. their offerings, yeah? And mm-hmm. of course, there's, there's a relation. I mean, if, if the marketing organization launches a new package, maybe in partnership with a video uh, provider, yeah. of course, that's a, that has an impact on the network as well. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, your, the qualities and performance and, and, uh, of, the, of the network also what dictates what you can offer to the consumer mm-hmm. in the end. So, so there's a clear connection between the two. 
Yeah, and what Absolutely. you what you put into the network yeah. can have an effect on the yeah, what you can what yeah. you can deliver yeah. to the end consumer. I understand. That's very interesting. So, uh, what happens? Uh, well, you have now uh, interviewed two hundred and sixty-two. Well, we haven't really mobile. interviewed them. We have we have had a lot of discussions over the years, uh, and and uh, but what we have done here is we have. I would call it surveyed. So we've actually looked at uh, 262 mobile operators' mm. websites. Uh -huh. So looked at what they uh, offer to their consumers on their market. Today. Mm? Today, exactly. And uh, essentially that, that covers, I would say, all operators in the world. Uh -huh. uh, so we and uh, what we did was... And, uh, Part of the background here is, is an increased focus in a lot of the discussions and a lot of questions around, you know, here's what we have today. We hear a lot of talk about unlimited mm. uh, and unlimited offers. And is that really the way to go? And I think, the, you know, questions about monetization and how to do this in the future, coupled with this unlimited question. And the, the reason they asked the question, I think, is they realize that if I go that path, and offer unlimited usage uh, to consumers, I essentially put a cap on, on my ability to grow revenue. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in the mobility report, for example, where we uh, show f both forecasts and, and uh, the, the actuals uh, in data traffic in the world, we see a dramatic increase. Uh, and in, I think in the last uh, issue we had, was it 80%? Growth in data traffic globally, yeah. and of course, operators. Was it year over year? Or something? Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. That's but it, it's been, you know, between earlier years it was nearly one hundred percent, and and then it's dropped down to maybe fifty, sixty percent, and now it's gone up. So it goes up and down a little bit, but in in that area, sixty, seventy percent uh, per year, mm. and of course, that's that increase is something that operators would like to be able to monetize. But if you mm. offer unlimited, then then suddenly you. you you're, you no longer have the ability to charge more for more traffic. Yeah. So I think that that's part of the, tra uh, the where the question comes from. And I guess it's I mean, the more people who have unlimited in an area, they also I mean they we've talked about this earlier on the podcast. Uh, you have to put in uh, more capacity yeah. in that area yeah. just because more people are using more. Uh, more uh, bigger part of the connection, and then uh, of course you're standing there with a bill to to uh, to increase this capacity in a multitude of way ways, while while people are getting more and more annoyed because they're not getting the speeds that they Correct. had yeah. before, yeah. just because more people are using the network. Yeah. So I guess it's like it is a give and take for the operator. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so and, and of course, those investments, they, the, the money for that needs to come from somewhere. Yeah. There is an on since it's subscriptions, people pay a monthly bill. But if if there's if the increase is too too rapid, of course, then then those the, the equation doesn't really uh, work out. Having said that, actually, when we look at and, and we see that in in the report uh, showing that as well that. The usage, the actual usage from consumers who have unlimited offers, uh, isn't as high as you would expect. Yeah, that's also really interesting. That like, uh, oh, even when you have an unlimited offering, you're not using the super high amounts. No. 
uh, of, of data at least. Yeah. But uh, but is it that people are very annoyed because they're hitting their limits <laughs> a lot, so they get unlimited just to avoid the 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 annoying like I have to top up every month. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely part mm-hmm. of the the reason. I think uh, people buy that for peace of mind. So uh, and because they can, uh, because with the limitations from an operator perspective, that it, it takes away part of my possibility to grow. You have, they know that they have to set a, a fairly high price. So it is quite costly compared to the alternatives for for the consumer. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so it's typically uh, people with uh, you know more money. The family's pattern, usage pattern with the kids and everything, if they have a family package, they need to cater for, for uh, their usage. So they buy that uh, unlimited package. But actually what we see is that those that select really large buckets, so the 10 gigabytes or 50 to 100, mm-hmm. uh, those are the ones that consume the most. And probably because they have you know, targeted that package as the optimum price-wise for their own consumption, whereas the unlimited is just some peace of mind uh, thing. So they actually consume a little bit less. Mm. But, you know, when when we actually look at at how many, I mean, given all the talk about unlimited and all the questions we get and so on, uh, really what we we have found is is out of all these 262 operators, 259 of them actually offer the bucket model as their foundation, Mm -hmm. uh, as the base offering. And and the bucket model, model is always that you have a certain amount of gigabytes right. to Correct. use. Mm? Correct. So, yeah. you, and and actually, when when we look at the distribution among subscribers across different uh, tiers, if if you want to call it that, so one one to two gigabyte, two to five, five to ten, and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, the majority, around eighty percent, are actually located in in between one and ten gigabyte. Mm. So that's where most people have have their packages today globally. Uh, and and only about seven percent of the world's subscribers are on unlimited and what we call true unlimited because we actually in this uh, study we also found a lot of offers that were called unlimited but when you look into fine print and there there are fair use policies that maybe after sometimes fifteen twenty twenty five or fifty gigabytes cut in and then they drop your speed down to mm. a level where it becomes essentially useless so at 30 Ugh. 40 50 kilobit per second okay. so you can only get you know messages from messenger and things like that but no music streaming works and and web browsing doesn't really work anymore and and we did not consider those being actually unlimited no, no matter what the operator ha- happened to call it yeah. uh, in the end I did the using the mobility calculator that's uh-huh. available on the uh, mobility report website. Yeah. Uh, I did calculate a little bit uh, on how much uh, one would use. Okay. And if uh, you listen to this webcast, which is like about 40 minutes uh, long, if you wish, listen to that once every day for a month, you actually use uh, 1.17 uh, gigabytes per month. Okay. Uh, but what about with 5G and when you use, uh, for instance, I checked out augmented reality, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, that could be a possibility <laughs> to yeah, do that yeah. uh, over 5G. Then if you use that for 10 minutes per day, for instance, if you're installing something and using augmented reality, some th- features that we already have, then we, you, you use 57 
gigabytes, gigabytes per yeah. month yeah. by only using it 10 minutes per day. Yeah. That's some big amounts. It <laughs> is. That's it, some it, big yeah. buckets you need. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I mean, if you had unlimited, then you wouldn't have to care. Uh, you would actually be able to use that. But, but you know, given all these new services that, that are coming up and, and even the, the changes of the existing services, if you take YouTube or Netflix and those kind of services, if, if you watch something today, you know, and you have a good connection, you get quite often, you know, HD or even 4K, uh, you know, transmission, which mm -hmm. actually eats up quite a lot of, of uh, gigabytes uh, as well already now. And, yeah. and that is, you know, part of the change that we're seeing and, and virtual reality gaming and, and all those things that are coming. Mm -hmm. um, so, of course, th there needs to be some way where operators can, uh, you know, provide uh, packages that uh, allows the usage of these without making it too costly, but at the mm -hmm. same time, being able to generate revenue to pay for, for the investments that, that uh, are needed actually to, to provide all these uh, new and, and great services. Yeah, and, and one benefit with 5G is, uh, listening to Thomas Norén, the head of 5G commercialization here at Ericsson, he does say that, well, uh, for the operator, the, the cost per uh, gigabyte will lower yeah. significantly. Absolutely, so yeah. And that's something we've seen, I mean, starting all the way back from 4G and into, sorry, 3G and into 4G and, and with 5G. So, and I think uh, numbers we've, we've uh, been talking about is a, a 10 times decrease on, on the cost per gigabyte. Yeah, so that's at least something to look forward to for the operators. Absolutely. Costs yeah. will go down. Yeah. And I think already now, I think we, we are, so, so the reason operators provide these unlimited packages is, of course, they've seen the increase of, of video use. They have maybe a, a segment of, of their users that are consuming quite a lot or want to consume quite a lot. Although I mean, today I would say most of the, the video consumption is probably happening at home in, in the sofa, uh, in, in the comfort mm. at home, but, but it, it wants to get outside, so to speak. But if your packages are... are if you pay twenty dollars for for two gig, you cannot suddenly pay ten times or five times that amount just to to watch uh, your episode while commuting, uh, your favorite episodes while while commuting. Mm. Uh, that doesn't. I mean, no, nobody can really pay that amount of money. Mm. But you know, then operators offering maybe twice the price for unlimited. That will maybe cater for some people who can afford that package. Yeah. But I think, and the calculation behind that is probably that that uh, operators see that that there, there is a business case for that because the costs per gigabyte have come down so much that they can actually, you know, provide it given that consumption isn't not isn't going through the roof, uh, of course. But I think what we're seeing here now is is, you know, so so uh, most operators have the bucket model. And uh, quite a few, about thirty uh, percent, have are using unlimited like this as the top tier offer to cater for for this group of people. Mm -hmm. And actually, what was interesting, what we found, only three operators in the world in our survey we found were only using unlimited, mm -hmm. uh, and they use speed as the the way of of differentiate. So if you want lower speed, you get a lower price. Okay. Uh, and, and uh, the challenge they are seeing is, is I, I think, uh, having discussions with them is, is getting people 
to buy the highest speeds because once you get up to about 40, 50 megabit per second on the, on, on the current smartphones and, and with the current quality of video and, and YouTube and Netflix, uh, the, the quality actually doesn't change. It, it provides what's needed for that service. Given you get VR and, and all of that stuff, then mm -hmm. that will, of course, change uh, in the future. But but the 30% the are using unlimited here, uh, of course, are, are uh, like I said, they're using that as, as the top tier offer. But we're seeing then another group uh, that are starting now to experiment in, in other areas. So they're trying to find other ways to provide this possibility to, to watch a lot of video out and about without you know, having to pay too much. Mm -hmm. and, and basically, what they, we call that service-based packaging. And, and the reason it's, it's focused on the service. So right. you buy uh, a package that allows you to watch video only, and it sits on top of. So let's say you have a two gigabyte bucket and then you buy the video because you know you're commuting to and from mm. work uh, and maybe have 20 minutes on on the bus every day to watch your favorite series let's say 20 minutes to work and 20 minutes from work uh, with a two gigabyte package you will probably eat up that package within the first week and then you start looking around for alternatives and you see there's this unlimited package but it costs probably twice what you're paying or three times what you're paying today uh, and you might Consider that if it's worth enough for you, but if if the operators were, were like these uh, that we're seeing now more and more, uh, or at least a number of, of operators are, are offering, uh, it's around around thirty uh, something operators are offering what we call these service-based packages, where you would add the ability to to watch video on for. A limited amount of, of money. So if you're paying you know, $15 for your two gig bucket today, and then you add four, five, six dollars to be able to watch video during the month. Uh, and these packages that we see today are typically shaped like this. And the mm -hmm. first one we saw, uh, we, we saw a bit of, of uh, this uh, couple, like three years ago in, in Middle East, uh, in, in that area, where they were selling gigabytes specifically for for youtube or, or a specific video mm. service yeah. but uh, i would definitely use that <coughs> for podcasts yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but what but we but saw then late, late we, we've seen this early, earlier with uh, in countries like india i think where you could you could subscribe to be able to access facebook exactly <coughs> no exactly we or saw it, the, the first the first media. instance was actually in indonesia uh, and and it was many many years ago and 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 actually to me, because I've been promoting these type of, of service-based packages for operators when I discuss operators with, with, for, for three years now, and, and, and essentially what I did was looking at those packages that were super small. They were actually selling super small buckets, you know, that were valid for a day, or uh, social media packages that would allow you to, for a, a couple of cents only, for one day, uh, to use uh, a number of social media services, and the cheapest ones were, were bas basically for, for just one specific social media service. And, mm -hmm. and this is in a country where a large part of the population doesn't have a monthly salary, basically. They don't have bank accounts, they don't have credit cards, and, and you know very low income levels. And this was a, a method of, of actually getting them on board and allowing them to do what everybody else was, was wanted to do and, and were doing. And, and my thought was, could you turn that upside down and target the, the high traffic and, and the high value uh, services like video. 
so I started promoting video gigabytes and then quickly changed over to video hours instead because mm -hmm. it's much easier for as a consumer to relate to. I, I know how many hours, or I can figure out at least how many hours of video I might watch or music or podcasts I, I listen to. Yeah. Much easier uh, to measure than, yeah. than knowing what uh, how many gigabytes a, a movie is yeah. before and nobody, you start. And, and not everybody has access to the traffic calculator yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> in their phone either. So, so uh, and, and, and actually then the first real case of this you saw was, was late 2017 with, when Vodafone launched uh, what they call Video Pass. So this mm -hmm. was something that you bought and added on top of your, your regular, you know, bucket subscription. Mm -hmm. so, so the good thing about this is it allows the operator to cater for this need to, to or, or desire to, to watch a lot of video without cannibalizing on, on the regular traffic uh, growth and, and allowing those buckets to, to continue to grow. Um, and then, of course, I think they, they could even be refined further because still it's unlimited, so it has to have a fairly <coughs> high price. I think they're charging seven or eight uh, pounds for this, whatever that is in, in euros or dollars. Um, but actually, what, what, what's interesting, we've, we've found a few cases where operators are selling this as, as time-based instead. And actually, one case specifically in, in Middle East where they were selling 5, 10, or 15 hours of video viewing that you could use as a bucket uh, uh, during a period. So if you watch 15 minutes now and 30 minutes later and so on, uh, eventually it you know, adds up to your 15 hours that you bought and then, then uh, you run out of that bucket, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something I, I think and hope that we will actually see a lot more of because mm -hmm. as a consumer, I mean, in your case, then instead of buying, you know, a twice as costly, you know, unlimited package, you could add on for a limited amount of money to cater for that need to listen to podcasts or, or uh, watch video or, you know, social media or whatever it is. Mm, whatever you <coughs> as an exactly. individual yeah. want. And I guess that we're going towards that direction. We want more and more individualized content yes. and more and more perhaps individualized subscriptions as well. And, and I think oh. it's necessary because, you know, what we're seeing with 5G and, and, and I mean, this... We, we are talking about a lot of different use cases. And I saw the other day Verizon were now out with a, a bounty of $1 million for, for, you know, to come up with, you know, good services that will come out of or work on, on well on, on 5G. And I think it's just a natural evolution. All these innovative people all, all around the world, small companies will come up with great ideas and great services. So they will be you know, an abundance of services. Mm -hmm. And of course, you need to be able to segment and, and find ways to, to actually, you know, make this work for, for the individuals without, of course, making it too complex. Yeah. Uh, are we going to see it the other way around, that uh, for a streaming video service suppliers uh, package uh, your mobile hours with their service? So you go to, you go to your, when you take your subscription for your video service, that is to say, we can pay extra and get X number of hours of, of free streaming over the mobile network. That that's a possibility. We do see uh, operators packaging and allowing you to pay the the bill for that service through the, the operator's billing system. Mm. So, so those partnerships apparently already exist. 
uh, in some markets. So, and, and we see uh, other, I would say, other type of partnerships that aren't really related to subscriptions and data traffic, but we've seen operators partnering up with uh, event uh, companies, for example, so you can buy concert tickets or, or football tickets or, or uh, things like that for events. It has nothing to do with data traffic yet. Uh, but, you know, maybe in the future with 5G, we're talking about maybe enhancing that experience while you're there. Mm. Uh, and, of course, then, then that cooperation is already in place and, and the operator and that you know, arena or whatever can work together to, to uh, you know, provide actually a, a mobile package, perhaps, uh, fitting together with that. Yeah. Um, have you looked at packages around uh, connected vehicles and that type of stuff? Well, actually, I mean, one of the, the packages, uh, so we talked about service-based packaging, yeah. which mm -hmm. are, are these services. The other thing we saw was, was device-based, which is uh, mm. another area. The, the, the ones we saw the, the most uh, examples of were the, the tracking type of devices, location devices for tracking your dog, your kid, or your bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... and uh, but but the, the the nice thing about these is that I mean when you buy a, a smartphone and you're looking for a subscription and and you have to combine those yourself and, and and decide how much data do I need and you know is it a monthly fee these things you buy the device and it comes prepackaged with you know all the data that's needed for that at least basic service and then maybe you can buy add-on services if if you're uh, maybe uh, you know want to have a, a call center to call for uh, to get support or, or uh, you know, actually going out and, and getting the dog that's been running away and so on. And we actually saw that with cars as well. So connected cars package like that where you get your location of the vehicle, you get vehicle data, uh, maybe eco driving information, how well you're doing in that uh, mm. traffic information and things like that. And, and basically, it's a plug-in that connects to the. The, the data port on, on modern cars uh, that you know are existing since early 2000 uh, and and in, in some cases you can then add on services like insurance and and uh, maybe an alarm company if, if you know suddenly mm. you can't find a car and, and and you see that it's moving uh, somewhere that where it shouldn't be uh, and so on so remotely cool. disable the car yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, or, or at least, I mean in in the you, I mean, already today you have uh, cars that are able to, if, if you fall asleep, it will, you know, uh, actually safely, gracefully, yeah, gracefully move to the side of the road. And, and of course, I mean... Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it even starts by, by uh, pressing the brakes, brakes briefly to wake you up uh, and shake the, the steering wheel and things like that and, and sound alarms and so on. But eventually it will gracefully, like you say, gracefully, you know, brake and, and, and pull to the side, of wow. course. And that's what you would like to have uh, happening, yeah. uh, even if it's stolen. Uh, but but these, you know, the, the service-based, we talk about 5G and yep. say all these things that we expect in the future and of course the device based relate very much to iot and and so yeah on. but do you think mm. that that will be the first thing that we will see in 5g as well i'm just thinking that okay you need a new phone to mm. to be able to use 5g so i mean the first thing will be like oh here is your new phone we yeah. have a special 5g package for yeah. you right yeah no i, I think is it, that it, sort of device based no no I, I would say that that's just an extension of of 
what we have today, what mm. we then would call enhanced mobile broadband. Uh, and then, of course, we have the area of fixed wireless, where, where <laughs> another one of, you know, uh, incid <laughs> incidentally, we, we, which we found <laughs> in the study that uh, more and more operators are, are offering quite advanced packages targeting the household. Mm. Uh, there, that's where we've seen the 5G pop up. Yeah, so absolutely. There you, yeah. we can even see that they must have some sort of subscription form. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, we, we uh, I mean, already now we, we see over a uh, hundred of, of these operators offering fixed wireless and, and fixed wireless with, you know, the, this uh, targeting the home, meaning that it, it's a device that is meant to sit and, and provide maybe Wi-Fi and, and even. Yeah. Uh, and when you're talking about hundreds, of course, you're talking about 4G. Yes, yeah, today, yeah. today, today it's 4G, except for, I think, maybe two or three that have actually yes. launched uh, <laughs> 5G or 5G-ready uh, services. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, now that we're going towards 5G, uh, you have a you have a lot of uh, of, of conclusions that, that uh, you, like you want to make uh, operators aware of, and they're super interesting. But mm -hmm. for the consumer... Uh, I guess the conclusion should be that uh, the operators need to have a variety in yeah. their uh, service packages uh, so so it fits everyone's lifestyle and everyone's ability to pay. Absolutely. You can't just have like the unlimited as the only thing uh, because not everyone will be able to pay, pay that in every situation. Exactly. And, and of course, you know, if you get too many things to choose from, it becomes confusing and difficult to actually choose. So, so yeah. very much will be on the operators to, to present this in, in a nice way mm. uh, and a simple way. Yeah. And we talk about also on, on, on these uh, you know, self-service portals and apps that, that uh, operators have that it, it, it adds possibilities to maybe analyze your usage pattern. And if you have a, a a bucket model today already they could actually say in, in the app you maybe you could see that this is how how you're using this and you've now been doing top-ups uh, every second week mm. in every month in the past so so maybe here's a package <laughs> that would fit you better that would uh, be really nice yeah so, so they, they could guide you and help course. you yeah mm. and I, but i think i mean like we talk about the the suggestions for operators i think mm. a key thing here is is uh, it goes back to this it is not making people feel restricted yeah so f finding ways to to uh, uh, solve that problem of of always looking for wi-fi uh, to to cater for my needs and so on and um and not you know having especially uh, and i think more and more operators are actually taking away those overage char charges for example where you uh, once you run out of your bucket you would still be able to use your, your service, but suddenly the price per gigabyte was, you know, 10 times as high. Mm. And of course, you know, getting that bill shock uh, mm. the next month would scare people directly into either move to another operator or, or uh, you know, really seriously start limiting their usage. Mm. And, and uh, of course, as an industry, we don't want that. We, we and, and consumers, they don't want to feel limited, mm. like we're saying. They don't want to feel penalized for using No, exactly, mm. exactly. So it's better finding it, make it simple for people to, to 
find the package they want and then you know find ways of, of delivering this without penalizing them in, in, in this uh, tough way. But also what we're saying is, is try to avoid unlimited uh, as an operator because it, it actually puts this cap on, on your revenue gro growth. Mm. And it's better to find other like the service-based packages that targets these, because essentially today it is video primarily that is skewing the whole picture. All the other traffic is is kind of similar web browsing, social media, and, and music. You know, drives some some. You know, that's where you end up in this sweet spot between one and ten gigabytes. But once you start using video in the same amount of time that you do with the others, then, then it goes through the roof. Mm. But you can actually provide that with these service-based packages, but then using other parameters like time that's easier for consumers to understand and, and uh, relate to, and, and then use that as a, as a new growth mm. parameter. So a lot of uh, advice for operators to start thinking about uh, yeah. this. That's uh, what this report is all about. Yeah. Mm? Thank you, Greger, for Thank joining you. us. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Anything else? No, that's it for today. Thank you all very much. We'll be with you again next week. Thank you. Bye.